Clash of Clans all that much, but I did play a couple other games kind of like that. Like my brother plays one called Brawl Stars. And I got into that with him for a little bit. I think it's actually the same people that made it's Clash this, of Clans. Yeah, it's like the same comp that, yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really play games on my phone for a long time. That's the weird thing. Like, no. Kara can spend hours. She has this game that she's been playing for, like, over a year on her phone. And I I can't do it. I'll play for a bit. I might be able to play for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and then I just, I like don't like sitting and staring at my phone like that while I'm playing a game. I'd rather just play it on a big screen or something with a controller. I think I just don't really like touch screen games all that much, too. But yeah, I will say it, it is actually nice. So I've been playing Call of Duty now for two days. I started it yesterday and then mm-hmm. playing it through today a little bit. Um, it's nice to have my phone plugged in and then going to my phone when I'm done playing and it's fully charged as opposed to being oh, yeah. on my like playing game because I play a lot of games on my phone. Well, not a lot, but a couple I have on there. But if I sit there and play them for like an hour or two without it plugged in, it freaking drains the battery and I'm like, ah, damn. You right. Know? So like my phone, like it's not even plugged in right now because I'm at like 90%. So I don't even yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not so, too bad. Yeah. Well, should we jump into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Whiskey Boys podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where sometimes we're not in the same room. No. Because we don't want to get diseases. Because we don't want to And if there's anything I know about John is that he is full of diseases. I am. Often, often full of disease. <laughs> Asshole. Gross. 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 Just stay away from me. Just, if I walk into his apartment, I know I'm going to get infected with something. There's true. just no way to avoid it. You're going to be infected with a good time. <laughs> That's, that kind of sounds like I'm going to have a good time and I don't have any say in that at all. It's going to be forced on me. Uh, it will be forced on you. I'm going to have a good time forced on me. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we just, we'll just keep rolling along past that. <laughs> we'll, I, past that I'm topic. talking whiskey and cigars. I don't know what you're talking right. about. That's what I'm talking about. What you did, weird. Yeah. You, that's you, what I'm saying. You dangus. Whiskey and cigars. You I haven't d- had a cigar in a while. I, okay. Sorry. I mean, if you, were you going to, I think there was more you were going to say to that or no. That's like really it. Before we got started. No, okay. No. All right. That's really well, it. Well, so I was going to say, I, did I, t- I think I told you, but I can't remember. Um, because now hours turn into days, days turn into weeks, and weeks are now turning into months where I don't remember anything. Like it's all just kind of like this weird yeah. thing. And so I don't know if I told you, but um, I smoked my first cigar in a while, like probably at least a month or two. And I just sat, I turned my phone off. I like had it in the apartment, turned off. I was sitting on my balcony for like two hours, drank a glass of whiskey and smoked a cigar. And it was freaking awesome. And I'm going to try to do it at least two times a week, I think, where I just disconnect. Why not right now, right? Yeah. So it, it was fantastic. And I highly recommend all of you do that. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I mean... 
especially the disconnecting. Because the one thing I've noticed is that I am spending so much time on my phone now that I don't have to drive anywhere and I don't have anything occupying me that normally would keep me from being on my phone. Like, I'm on it all the time. Um, I actually finally took Instagram and Twitter off of my phone a few days ago because I was like, no more. I got to give myself a little bit of a break from staring at my phone all day long, just refreshing over and over. Um, and I still have those things on my iPad, but I don't really look at my iPad nearly as much. So it's not like my phone that's like sitting by me all the time. But yeah, I did the same thing. Like the other day, I didn't do the same thing. I didn't smoke a cigar, but I was, the other day I went, maybe it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I went and sat out on the back porch and I was reading a book for a couple of hours and I didn't even take my phone out there. And actually I just forgot, but then I was like, I don't care, whatever. Like, I don't need it. Like people know where to find me if they really need me for something. But yeah, I was just, it was nice to be away from it for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really nice because like, so I've been, I've been reading more and I've been focusing now on, and actually this, this trilogy, the Civil War trilogy that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, it kind of, it started with me just like forcing myself to read. And now I'm finding that like, I just want to keep reading it. Like it's such a good trilogy. I'm on, I'm like almost halfway through book two. And I think I'm going to finish the trilogy by the time the quarantine ends. That's kind of like my goal. (laughs) And considering I hate reading, it's, it's so weird to look at it and be like, I, I look for, in fact, today, because I've already played video games quite a bit and I don't really want to play it again, I'll probably just read that book again after we're done uh, recording, uh, maybe, yeah. you know, but it's funny to be in a position where that's the enjoyable thing for me to do. It's not right. like, oh, I should really read. It's like, I want to. So between that and then disconnecting and just being outside uh, without anything, just with a cigar and and uh, I almost said a cigar and a cigarette, but a cigar and whiskey. Um, <laughs> it uh, is really cool. It's like a super relaxing, you know, just decompress. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I'm. I maybe w- would you agree with me that it seems like probably more people are doing that now than ever before. I Possibly? think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean. For so many people, they're stuck to their phones, like for their for their life, like for their daily life, like for work and for, you know, taking the kids to school, picking them up, extracurricular activities, like connecting with different people for different things and whatever. And now that we're not now that our social component is greatly reduced, like it's kind of like, hey. I might as well take this time to detox a little bit, you know, because basically unless you have people that you need to talk to, you like I walked back in and I didn't have any notifications on my phone after like two hours because, you know, everybody knows where I am. It's not like anybody's like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out or anything? It's like they know where I am. They know what's going on. They're doing the same thing right now. So 
Um, I think for a lot of people, they're not needed as much right now. So they don't have to have their phone readily available all the time. And so it's, they're taking the chance to get outside, get some exercise and, you know, try to make the best of something that's a real drag at the moment. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it seems to be kind of the, because I've just seen other people do that. Um, just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, or like going on hikes, you know, and they try to just put their phone away or whatever and, and stuff like that. It's so it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like the quarantine has kind of like it started right. And er- well, it kind of started, everyone freaked out and then everyone kind of like, like it became normal to a lot of us. And then it was like, social media was like the, the epitome of like what we needed and stuff. But then we start realizing too, like, yeah, maybe we don't need it that much. So like we can do without it. So now it's like going right. back to, you know, like being outside and stuff like that. So, cause I know that's happened for me. Like there was a period there where I was on my phone a lot. Like the hours on my phone were just ridiculous. Yeah. Me too. Uh, you know, now it's, you know, hardly anything, but yeah, I'm actually like trying to get it down now because I'm just like, I don't want to be on my phone all day. I have an opportunity to be doing other stuff and enjoying other things. Like, why do I want to be on my phone nonstop? I'm just yeah. going to find other stuff to do, you know? So it's been, it's been nice to take a little break and, you know, my phone's still nearby all the time, but like, I don't have any reason to pick it up. Like I'm not checking a feed or anything. Like I read the news on it sometimes in the morning, but that's really it. Yeah. And especially since, you know, some of us have internet at their houses, you know, we're able to watch YouTube or Netflix or whatever on our TV. We don't have to use our phones to do it. I don't know where you're going with that. Like statement. some people. I don't know where you're going with that statement. I don't know. I just feel like there's some people who don't have internet at their apartment yeah. that they've been living at for like many months now. Probably uh, the same people that you would just randomly get diseases if you went into their apartment. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Not trying to, not trying to get, you know, the nineteenth COVID all up in my, all up in my body. <laughs> the nineteenth COVID. <laughs> you heard that? You heard some people saying like, uh, "This isn't anything new." Okay, there's been eighteen other COVIDs before this one, so. Just okay. get over it. Uh, I think I think we know what we're talking about here. And nobody died from those ones and like you know, like or like whatever. Like there's been like different stuff and you're like That's pretty funny. They they named it after the year that it was that it was discovered, not 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 the not the other amount of COVIDs that we've had. Yeah. Not the other amount of COVIDs. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Fun fun stuff with uh with quarantine. I you know, I finally started realizing, I think it was yesterday, really started realizing like, okay, this is basically, this is n- new normal, like, and maybe for a while, you know, like it, this could be something that is like this for, well, I mean, at least for me, 
And for Kara, like she's not going back to work and, until the end of the school year. And then she won't, basically she won't go back to the school until the end of July at this point because then summer break will be happening and stuff. So she's like right. not going back to work for a good while. And I might not be going back in the field for another month, maybe another month and a half. Who knows? Yeah. Like they, they really don't know what they're going to do with that at this point. So I kind of got to a point of like, okay, if social distancing stuff stays in place for a good while and social gatherings are not really something that we want to be doing for a good while, um, we got to find a new routine here because we've basically just been treating this thing like it's one giant long weekend you know, it's like yeah. wear your pajamas all day long, stay up until 3 a.m. Who cares? Whatever. I, I, I got up at 1030 this morning. Damn. I got up at 1030. I had honestly thought that I had turned a corner several years ago and that I would never be able to sleep in until 1030 again. Like, I just literally didn't think that that was possible. Wrong. So, yeah, uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy. Like I, I, yeah. Like, turns out you can totally adjust your sleep schedule and start staying up super late, and then just getting up super late. I mean, I didn't. I went to bed at like one last night, and then I slept Damn. until ten thirty, dude. Because I didn't have anything to do today. Yeah. So I woke up at like nine, and I was like, "All right, I'm kind of up." And then I rolled over, and I fell back asleep. And I had like some weird dream. You know how like sometimes you're like you're kind of dreaming in the morning, yeah. and then you you sort of wake up, but then you're like I'm not ready to get up yet, and you like go back to sleep, and then your dream continues. Yeah, like very rarely. That, I feel like that happens to me a lot. Well, like the same dream or just dreaming in general. The same dream. See, I don't know if I've ever had the same dream happen twice. Well, I mean, well, we in, should talk. Like, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Let's later. talk more about that because that's kind of our our yeah. our topic for today, anyway. Yeah. Um. But I think probably in the meantime. Well, I know for you and like, just on that note, like for you, you're kind of just mostly still in the same routine that you've been in, right? Yeah. Just like chilling at home, getting your workouts in, getting your reading in. Just sometimes going to your parents' house, but sounds like you've been at home a lot lately, anyway. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, like for me, I, I find that I have to have a routine and it's not even like, because I think it's healthy for me. It's like when I'm here alone and I like tomorrow morning, I have like tomorrow in general, I have nothing to do. Like there's nothing that says I need to do anything tomorrow. I could sit at home and no one would care, but I know that I'm going to go to bed tonight at a reasonable time, like before 11 and I'll wake up at six. Like that's just my internal clock. And then I'm going to get up, make my coffee, you know, read like, that's just like, Oh, hit my microphone. My watch caught my microphone. That was was (laughs) pretty neat. Um, so, um, yeah, like I, and I've noticed that, and I've actually noticed that about myself for years where even when I don't have anything to do, I still like do the same thing. Like it's weird. Right. Like, Oh, it's my bedtime now. Like even if I'm not tired, like I'm going to go lay down and like go to sleep. 
you know it's weird and mm. i don't yeah. know why i do that um i don't know if i'm just that's like comfortable for me like that's my comfortable area is like that you know like i can control that that's what i'm gonna do um right but and i think now more than ever that's super important because you know i that's kind of what's getting you through because you don't have a typical work day you don't have you know the ability to like oh you know go to the gym today or go you know oh i have lunch plans you know none of that stuff's happening so I think now more than ever, it's important to have that routine, at least that you force it upon yourself, you know? You don't need yeah. it. It's just, you know, it's better and to we, have it. Right, and we really weren't doing that for a good while. I mean, Kara has had basically her daily thing during the week where she's got to get, she's got to get going by you know 7 30 or 8 o'clock in the morning to answer any questions that parents might have about the lessons that she's sent out and stuff like that um so she you know that's been kind of part of her routine and she kind of answers questions from parents and everything until 2 30 or 3 o'clock every weekday hmm. but you know it's like pants no pants who cares you know yeah um you know, are we going to get an exercise in or a workout in? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, yeah. When are we going to eat breakfast? Who knows? Like, you know, it's like it's all completely negotiable all the time. Um, and so I think uh, we started talking yesterday like, all right, we got to start looking at some, you know, creating a little bit of a routine, you know, get up, take the dog for a walk first thing or get a workout in. Um you know, make some breakfast. Like even if we don't have like stuff to do, like get going at like a regular time and then don't stay up all night because like eventually we're going to have to go back to our regular lives and we're not going to want our sleep schedules all messed up and everything. So yeah, yeah it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been weird. It's been a weird time for sure. Yeah. <laughs> As we've heard about a million times from people like, yeah, weird times we're living in right now. Like, yeah, living, I know. W- wait, my my favorite one uh, is the uh, you're you're living in the history books. This is this is the history books <laughs> yeah. right here. It's like, thanks. I don't like. All right, cool. This is gonna be in care. history books. It's like all right. Like okay, well if I'm uh, great, I don't, what does that mean? Should I? <laughs> Like, should I pose different? Should I look different? If, like, have you, uh, there, uh, what comedian is it? Uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. was, he does that comedy thing where he's like, he's like, do you, he like references the Bible and he goes, Mm -hmm. do you think the people in the Bible knew they were going to be in the Bible? Like, oh my God, guys, (laughs) this is totally going to be in the Bible. Like, oh, should I get my nails and my hair done for the Bible? And then he, like, goes on from there. But it's, like, I feel like that's kind of how this quarantine is. Like, oh, my God, should I, like, guys, do you think this is going to be in the history books? Like, am I going to be in it because of COVID? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, what, like, the fact that it might it's going to be in the history books is really just going to be, there's going to be a lot less information 
It's not going to be like people are going to write entire books. I don't know. Maybe people will write entire books about the whole COVID-19 situation in the U.S. I mean, it certainly hasn't been insignificant for this country, you know. I mean, it's been a huge change for so many people in their lives. It's had a huge effect on businesses and the economy. Um, you know, it's been kind of like a a really important aspect of the president and the administration's, you know, last year of the first term or, you know, however that ends up working out. It's happening on an election year too. Like there's definitely a lot of interesting things about it. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if it'll be seen as something that's like tragic in the future, you know, when people write about it, like, I don't know if it'll be like a tragic point in history where it's like this happened and like this many people died because probably, you know, compared to some other big events in our nation's history, like the death toll will still be relatively low, but, um, it's certainly, I don't know, who knows, maybe people will write books about it and like, this is all the stuff that happened with COVID-19, but that's even another aspect of it where like just learning about history, I don't know. To me, uh, the whole idea of history books is just strange anyway, because, like, who writes history books, you know? Like, who decides what's significant enough to put in a history book? It's, and yeah, it's, it seems like it's all subjective anyway. There's, well, <laughs> like, it, it's kind of like that. Just one example would be the whole idea of Thomas Edison, how that dude was kind of like a total piece of garbage and stole so many ideas from so many people. Oh, right. And you can look into it and find all these patents and like stealing all these ideas. And now it's like, we know that, but you're taught as a kid, like Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. No, he didn't. He didn't invent anything. He stole ideas because he was, he was smart and figured out how to take these ideas from people that didn't have the resources Mm -hmm. to make them happen. So, It's kind of like that, right? Where, yeah, like you said, there's definitely different sides to it. So I think, like, for me, it's not even the history side of it. Like, uh, you know, as far as the COVID-19 goes, like, what would be said about it in the future? What I'm actually not excited for, but just something that's interesting is, like, when, when I'm, like, an old grandpa... And, like, it's like, wait, so, like, there was a time, you know, like, you could tell him, like, oh, yeah, because it made me think about it the other day. I was at Target, and everyone around, I was, like, one of the only ones without a mask on, and I was, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was in Target. I was, right. I had to buy stuff, so, um, and so, I mean, there was a lot of other people without masks, but a lot of people had them and had gloves and, you know, lines, you know, Target now, I don't know if you've been in there, but Target has those, they have huge plexiglass shields up around the entire register with a Mm. little opening so that they can hand stuff back and forth if needed. But it's like, so they're like boxed in and it's like a very weird thing to witness, like seeing people that distant, seeing, you know, shelves of stuff gone and then seeing the checkout counters, the way that they look, it's a really like almost surreal thing that I think in the future one people are going to forget just like anything right like even 9-11 you heal from that tragedy and then you move forward and then it becomes kind of like a memory well you know the kids that 
didn't experience this or that are even, let's say, kindergarten now, they're not going to understand what this was in 20 years. So to be able to be like, oh, yeah, there was definitely a time where you couldn't just go buy toilet paper and you couldn't go buy canned food. You know, you had to like plan it out. You couldn't go see anyone for months and people were walking around with masks and it was like this and they're like, you know, I don't know. Like I've thought about that as kind of like an interesting thing to to be able to kind of like, oh yeah, no, I was was there. Like it was, yeah, we lived. (laughs) I mean, it was like, but it still was really strange and surreal, you know? Um, You just did literally nothing. Like that's what you, as a government, as a country, you just didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, like that was the best fix for a good while, you know? (laughs) For months. Yeah, really strange. Like the one time in adult life where you get to be like, Hey, just sitting at home and doing nothing is the best option here. It's it is kind of nice, but it gets old. I will say it, it gets old. We're not really meant for this. No, and I don't understand. <laughs> I know that there are people in our society that live like this, and I don't I, understand how they do it. Yeah, like yeah. it's just even just the idea of just not being able to easily go and like hang out with a couple of people or like go play music with people. Or go get a beer with you, um, you know, is like just really strange. And it's like I want to get back to being able to do that stuff as soon as possible, you know. Yeah. Uh, It's just just weird. Like obviously people have differing opinions, but, you know, sounds like worst case scenario is like, (laughs) like throughout the majority of this year or something like that, you know that these social distancing things are still in place um, as like a worst case scenario um, yeah. from people, you know, from people thinking in that, in that respect. So I guess we'll see how that ends up going, but well, what are you drinking? So I am drinking Knob Creek. Uh, the, I almost said 50 proof, the hundred proof 50%, which we did a few episodes back, but I am, drinking it on ice i have a little a little container of more ice that i can <laughs> nice. i can fill i never drink whiskey with ice um but uh it's kind of a different different thing today and on top of that um i already did tell you but um i'm drinking a juicy jack uh juicy hazy ipa from santan brewery um just felt like you know what a whiskey wasn't gonna cut it just a whiskey <laughs> wasn't gonna cut it today um, it's been yeah. a good day and I was like, screw it. I'm also going to have a beer. So that's what I'm drinking. Um, the two things. So I don't know one whiskey, one beer. I don't know what you've got, man. I don't, I don't have any beer or any other like alcohol like that in my house right now. I need to get some more, probably not more beer. Maybe we've been doing more of the hard seltzers like truly and stuff. Cause they're not, uh, they're not as uh, high in the calorie count. True. Um, I was drinking a lot of beer for a minute there, and it was uh, it's not such a good thing. But <laughs> I'm just drinking whiskey right now. Um, we did this one a few episodes back too, but it's the and this is actually a new bottle, but it's uh, Maker's Forty Six. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like I, I I honestly don't know what the difference is between regular makers and makers 46. Like, I just know that it's a little bit nicer. Wait, let's see what it says on the back of the bottle. It says, 
Maker's Mark 46 starts with fully matured Maker's Mark. We then add 10 seared French oak staves to each barrel and place it in our limestone cellar for an extra aging process. This creates a bolder version of Maker's Mark with pronounced notes of caramel and vanilla and has become known as stave profile. Number 46. Enjoy. Mm. Kind of interesting. So it's these, what did it say? French oak staves. They put 10 seared ones in the barrel, and then they they age it for a little while longer in a limestone cellar. And then that's that's where you get some. So, I mean, like, it costs, like, an extra, like, $3 or something over the regular yeah. Maker's Mark. And it's just like a, it's a little... You know, just adding a little bit of pizzazz onto the regular Maker's Mark formula. Just a little, little bit. Yeah, little bit no, of, I little bit I, of something new. I like that. I like when they change. You know, when they'll take something like that. You know, because there's other brands of whiskey and stuff like that'll do that. You know, where they'll. It's kind of like they they'll call it like marrying, where you know the majority of the whiskeys aged a certain way, but then at the very end they'll do like one thing different, and it totally changes. It not totally changes, but it just gives it something else. And so, mm-hmm. like in this case, you know, you get your regular Maker's Mark, and then they change it, you know, not drastically, but enough to where it's different. You know, and it is different. Right. I I think I could. Maybe in a blind test, I wouldn't be able to tell. Maybe it's more of the perception, you know, once you know what you're drinking. But I thought that there was a difference between regular Maker's Mark and that Maker's 46 when we when we drink yeah. it. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, you, you do get a little bit more pronounced flavors in it, and it's aged, as far as we know, it seems like it's aged a little bit longer. So uh, maybe you get a little bit of a deeper profile on it, you know. As if I know what yeah. I'm talking about, but it tastes good, and that's the thing. That's the thing that's important. It tastes good, and, you and know it's what? Not expensive. It's not expensive, and I'll tell you one thing that has been fun about quarantine. I have found that it's great in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's it, something you normally couldn't do, huh? <laughs> I normally wouldn't do that at the beginning of my day, throw in a little bit of whiskey in my coffee. But where am I going? I'm not going anywhere. So yeah, I've been, I don't do it every day, but, uh, some days I will, uh, throw a little, throw a little nip of the, of the makers in there. And it's nice because makers is very sweet. It's got a very sweet kind of taste to it. Uh, so it's, it's great for coffee. I throw a little bit of that in there and honestly, man, it's, have you ever had whiskey in your coffee? So that's the thing. I did that, um, a little while ago, I actually did Buffalo Trace, and the thing is, is I didn't, I don't know why, but with just plain black coffee, I don't like bourbon in it. Mm-hmm. Like, in plain black coffee, it, I feel like if I were to, now, if I did cream, then basically that almost becomes like a coffee mixed drink, which would be really good. Sure. Like, if you, because yeah. there's mixed drinks that are like coffee liqueur with heavy cream right. with whiskey, and that's amazing. Yeah, that would be totally different. But just with regular black coffee, man, I tried it and it just it like made my I had to dump it out actually. Like really? Yeah, it was, was it, which wasn't working for you. No, huh? I guess it depends on how, the coffee you, that you're drinking too. Well, how do um, you what do you, what do you do to prepare? Like, what's your method? 
I literally, I pour myself a glass or a, a mug of coffee and then I just pour a little bit of the makers in there. No cream or no sugar, no nothing, no just that. No cream or sugar or anything like that. That's mm. it. And honestly, I think it needs to be sweet. I think actually um, you probably do best. I would imagine instead of bourbon, maybe the thing that would work best would be like Irish whiskey mm. or maybe even scotch. Stuff that like tends to be a little bit more on that kind of caramel sort of sweet sort of creamy kind of taste yeah would go better with coffee um but you got to start with just a little and then add more if you feel you want to because if you add too much right away man it gets strong really quick and then you're just like it kind of tastes like i'm drinking hot whiskey (laughs) you know what not good I'm kind of wondering now that you say that because I've tried. I tried it one time, and honestly, the only reason why I did is because I had a bottle of Buffalo Trace, and I got a new one as a gift back in December, and I just had a little bit left, and it was in the morning uh, when I was looking at the two bottles, and I was like, I'm just gonna polish this off. So I literally took it and I dumped it in. So I don't. I definitely did not pay attention to what was left. I just poured it in. So my oh. ratio might have been totally jacked up, and it might have been too much whiskey to the cup. Co- so maybe maybe that's what I would do next: is pour the coffee and then just just a little a little mm-hmm. bit of whiskey, and then see yeah, where like that if, goes. If I'm pouring it in there, it's mm-hmm. literally like it's usually like it'd be like this, like. Oh, no, that was like way too much. <laughs> really? Oh, that, see, that I was did like way too much. I did way more than that. Like I yeah. did more and it was like drinking hot whiskey and it was yeah. gross. not good. Not good. Hmm. Um, okay. Dude, a little bit of a little bit of ASMR here. Just do a little bit of a little bit of this. That you know what? That's really satisfying. That's a really satisfying noise. It's kind of nice, right? <laughs> It Here, probably I, will sound nice if somebody's listening to this with headphones. Yeah, let's see. Let's Ooh, get see the I, get the little cork too. I did. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see here. Yeah, that's that, nice. That's, that's pretty satisfying. I like it's pretty that. good. I also, I also yeah. poured a lot more than. So you know, it was like so disappointing. And then, I guess we can get into the main topic. Um, because I get we did just talk about whiskey for a while, which is great. But um. So I poured this. So this is actually what I brought out with me um, when I went out and smoked the cigar and had whiskey. So I pour a glass, and I mean, I know they can't see it, obviously, but you can. It was it was a healthy pour that I took out there when I when I went out there. So I lit my cigar and I yeah. set my whiskey off to the side. Or no, 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 that's not what it was. I'm sorry. I did lit light my cigar, but my my ashtray that I have, it's like this nice bowl ashtray with like these things on top. So you can hold like 20 burnt cigars in it. Like it's really nice for that. You can just keep throwing them in there and then it just collects and then you dump it out. Well, there was a bunch of dirt on the edge where you rest your cigar and I didn't want that. And like an idiot, I blew it off. Well, I blew it off and then I'm blowing into a bowl with a bunch of ash. Dude, I swear all the ash landed right in my glass. Oh, dude no. and i and i was wondering where it all went because like i blew it and it like came into my face and i was like ah damn it like 
That was stupid. Yeah. Like I'm looking around on my balcony. I'm like, did anyone else see me just do that? And no. <laughs> and then I'm looking around. I'm like, where did all of it go, dude? No lie. Like four chunks of ash Ugh. landed in my whiskey, and I was like, no. Gross. So then I just go in, I dump it out, and I was all pissed. So then I poured another glass, and I was like, damn it. So yeah, but I That's it was. I was like, really? So yeah, I, and that was actually why I chose it today because I was like, even though I did get another pour of it. I uh, took it back out with me, and I was like, I need to re-enjoy this whiskey without cigar. Yeah, right. <laughs> Freaking ash. Stupid. Seriously. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's no good. Is No. Are you just smoking cigars from your collection that you already have? Yeah. Yeah, I... See, uh, no, go ahead. I need to see if, like, Total Wine is, like, still open for, like, normal business. They are. They are mm-hmm. okay. Well, I, as I, of last week, they were. So okay, yeah, they probably still are. You know, they're just probably they might have ramped up their restrictions a little bit on like how many people can go in there. Like, I know our our Albertsons near our house. They've now done it where like only a hundred people are allowed in the store at once or something like that, mm. or some some amount like that. Cara told me the other day, so they might be doing something like that, but. That's where I usually get my cigars if I'm going to get one. So, yeah. Well, you. I mean, there. yeah. They when I was over there, they didn't have any restrictions, but it wasn't like super busy though. Because I've just yeah. I've just been going like if I have to go anywhere, I go like kind of mid morning on like a random day during the week, kind of sure. in hopes that I don't hit like that weekend rush or anything weird. Um, right. But yeah, they did have, I mean, I walked by obviously the cigars and they, you know, they still had a, had a decent amount, but they got a good selection in there for just, you know, random, you know, if you just want to find a good cigar, they'll definitely that or Anthony's. I don't know if they're open. I feel like Anthony's probably is not Anthony's cigar. Emporium yeah. Over on probably not Craycroft. That's where I normally a lot of those would small go. Businesses would yeah. have probably been closed for the time being. Um, it's so small in there. It's hard to like keep the distance and like do all of that stuff. So who yeah. knows? I mean, sometimes they'll do like, I mean, there's a lot of places I know Best Buy, like they just do curbside. So mm-hmm. you could order something online and then you like, you literally roll up and park in one of the designated parking spots. And then you hit like the thing on the Best Buy app being like, I'm here to get my thing. And then they just, they tell you roll down your passenger side window. And then they walk out and they just reach in and put it on your like passenger seat and then walk away. Like they'll ask you like, yeah, they're like, what's the name on the order? And you'll be like Shane. And they're like, okay. And they like put it on your seat and then like walk away. They're like, have a good day. Wow. And like that way it's just like no contact whatsoever. Cause you already pay on the app. You pay online. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if you do it on your computer or whatever, but like, um, then you can also walk up, to the to the store and there's like a little booth set up there where you can be like hey i want to buy a whatever and they'll be like okay we'll go get it for you and they'll go in and get it from the store and then bring it out and be like it's gonna be this much and then you just pay them and then you're you're good to go that way too so they do that too but they're you know they've been basically just there's no customers allowed inside the store at all yeah um so i i wouldn't be surprised if total wine was doing something similar or anthony's or one of those places but um yeah i don't know it's just kind of forced people to be creative with how they 
run their business and stuff if they they choose to continue to run it while this is going on. Um, so, well, dude, today we're talking about dreams, dreams, and not the kind of dreams where it's like I'm dreaming of owning a yacht someday. It's like the weird visions that we have in the nighttime or during the day while we're sleeping. Yeah. Because man, dreams are weird and there's a lot of weird stuff around dreams. You know, people feel sometimes like dreams are visions, you know, they're like visions of the future or, you know, like somebody, you know, God is trying to send them a message or like, some other something like that, you know, there's been like religious connections to dreams. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of strange stuff that happens in your brain and in your body when you're sleeping. And, uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yes, sir. And I can tell you, I mentioned earlier that I was having a weird dream and I'm pretty sure it was one where I fell asleep. I like fell back asleep and the dream continued, but I couldn't tell you anything about it now. I don't remember what it was. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember anything about that dream, um, which is obviously so common, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be like dreaming and we wake up and we're like, I know that some crazy stuff was happening in my dreams last night, but I can't remember any of it now. Yeah. You know? Like, you can remember the feeling, but you can't remember actually what was going on which is just so strange or you'll remember it for you know maybe a minute or two it'll be like fresh in your mind for like a minute or two and then Mm -hmm. and then halfway through the day you're like i couldn't tell you one thing about it like right isn't that weird or you can feel it slipping away you know like you're you're like thinking about it you're like trying to remember all the stuff about the dream and you can feel you it feels like you're like trying to hold water in your hand like it's just like slipping away quickly and you're like ah ah it's all going it's disappearing so yeah i mean that's the weird thing is like how does that stuff happen like what goes on there i actually pulled up an article and it's 45 mind-boggling facts about dreams um and uh so i don't know we can probably look at some of these and we could talk about our own experiences with dreams and stuff like that yeah. If you have any weird dreams, we can we can bring them up. But like, and not to mention nightmares are like a whole aspect of that as well. Another thing. You know, but like this article says, whether you remember it or not, you dream every night. Sometimes they're happy, other times sad, often bizarre. And if you're lucky, you'll get a sexy dream once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> they're a normal part of sleep, something we spend one third of our life doing. While experts are still divided on what our dreams mean, research has given us some very eye-opening information about dreams. And so then it just starts getting into like all these different things about dreams. Like basically the most vivid dreams happen during REM, which is like the REM, your REM cycle or whatever. Yeah. It says that REM actually happens in short episodes throughout the night about 90 to 120 minutes apart and it's rapid eye movement so mm. like have you ever seen somebody sleeping and like it literally you can literally see their eyes moving around underneath their eye eyelids yeah. 
that's the weirdest thing because you're like, I mean, I feel like a good example even is my dog. Like he's he has really vivid dreams as far as I can tell. He will lay there and his uh, his like legs will like move like he's trying to like run or something. His like his eyebrows will and his like eyelids will like twitch a whole bunch and he'll like yip in his sleep. Like he'll be like he'll be like sleeping and he'll be like mm, 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 mm. like doing like that kind of stuff. And uh he has all these crazy dreams. And I don't think that people tend to have some of those same reactions, but some of them get really Rob, weird some, with their stuff. Yeah. My, my, um, well, like I know for, for me, I used to do, I used to talk in my sleep when I was younger and Cody would talk in his sleep too, quite a bit, especially if we were sleeping somewhere that we weren't familiar with. Like if we were on vacation or something like that, we would talk a lot more in our sleep. Yeah. Jake, my youngest brother, would he was a sleepwalker and he might still be, but he definitely was when he was younger. Have I ever told yeah. you the story about how he left the house one time? No. He straight, uh, I don't think so. He straight up left one time while like, I was still up and I was on the computer in the room that's kind of like near the front door of our house that I, that I grew up in. And I didn't even hear the door open because I had headphones on. And then my mom popped her head in and she's like, did you open the front door? I was like, No. She was like, come on. And we both went outside and walked over and Jake was standing in the neighbor's driveway, fully asleep, talking like to their cars, basically is what it was like. He was just standing there talking and we were like, what, what is going on? Like, get back in the house, dude. What? And the weird thing is people are like strangely, um, like like open to suggestion when they're sleepwalking like that like there were times where i would be up late and jake would come walking out into the the kitchen area and he would walk over to the back door like he was going to walk out back and he'd be like trying to open the door and i'd walk over and like shut the door and be like go back to bed jake and he'd be like okay and he would turn around and just walk and go back and get back in his bed and just like go right to sleep and he was he was asleep the entire time. Yeah. And like that stuff is just weird. And you know, you have people who have talked about like they've like done they've like committed crimes while they were sleeping. There's like a whole thing about like sleep eating, you know? Yeah. Where like people like get up and go raid the fridge while they're sleeping and they like eat a whole bunch and then they wake up in the morning and they're like feel all sick or like they're like gaining weight and they're like what the heck what is going on they're like dude i've been eating whole boxes of oreos so in my weird. sleep or like weird stuff yeah there's <clears throat> yeah there's a lot of a lot uh, of weird stuff like that just in the whole sleepwalking part of it yeah i know so taylor and mia both sleepwalk well they did i don't know if either one of them does taylor sleep talks a lot there were so many times that I caught her sleep talking and like she was scary when she'd sleep talk because and like sleep walk like she'd do both. And it was just weird because like 
she was so active. Like it wasn't just like this weird, like, you know, but it was like, like there was one night she woke up, like her and I, she, we, we shared a bedroom for a while. So we had separate beds, same Mm -hmm. bedroom. And she like got up and just paced the bedroom. And I was like, you need to like get to bed because that's freaky. And then (laughs) another night, like when I was, so I was kind of young then, but, um, the, one of the only times I ever saw Mia sleepwalk was, it was bullshit. I came home late and so I was still living with my parents. So I was, I was probably a senior in high school. I like came home late. The whole house was dark. I walk into my room, turn my light on and I like did something and I turn around and Mia's in my doorway asleep and just staring at me. And I was like, you need to go to bed. And she's like, and she just turned around and went back. To, like, she didn't say anything. She just turned around yeah. and went back. I was like, so she's possessed. Like, I know now <laughs> she's possessed. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> so it was like, what the hell? Um, so, yeah, like, that was one of the ex- experiences. Here's a weird thing. So this was this has nothing to do with why I was thinking about dreams, you know, this week. Because I had that super vivid, one of the... One of the most vivid bad dreams I've ever had, I had this past week, which mm. is what made me think about this. Yeah. Um, but the one of the weirdest things that has ever happened to me, which still to this day is like, it's so weird, dude, talking about it. I don't know if I've ever told you, but there was one night where, well, actually there, there was, I guess, a few different times. So one of them was my old headboard that I used to have when I lived at my parents' house it had a mirror on the headboard and cause it was like this nice headboard and it had like shelves and stuff, but there was also a mirror on it. Okay. I would, I would stare into that mirror and not know who I was looking at. Like I would wake myself up looking into that mirror being like, Oh, that's me. Or, like, and I would wake up like staring in the mirror and like, Oh, okay. Like, so that what? was weird. Right. Like, cause typically you, you would don't wake up and you were already looking in the mirror when you well, would wake up. Because if I was laying on my stomach, if you looked up, you you were looking into the mirror. Like, it wasn't like you had to sit up to look in the mirror. Like, you could see, you know. Oh. So, like, it just, the way the headboard was designed, you know. And so, yeah. I, but, like, if you've ever, it's almost impossible to do, unless you have that specific type of headboard or something. Sure. To wake up while looking in the mirror is freaking weird. It's not scary. Yeah. It's just, like, who are you looking at, you know. But right. the one of the weirder things I've personally ever done when sleepwalking slash talking is in a dream, I I was I found someone's wallet and I was like going through their wallet and I finally find their ID and my and my dream was trying to find this person. Like I was trying to find okay. the person on this ID and I didn't know who it was. It was like, I don't know, some random ID. Yeah. I woke up from that dream. The contents of my wallet were scattered across my bed. Oh, so I had gone through my own wallet and then was looking at my own ID at some point oh, in the weird. night and like tried to find the person. Yeah, that was super weird. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> thing. Is one of the one of the facts on here is most of your muscles become paralyzed during REM sleep to prevent you from acting out your dreams. So if you're, if you're acting out your dreams, you're likely not doing, you're likely not dreaming during REM cycle. You're usually, you're probably outside of that, but that also 
brings up that aspect of sleep paralysis. That's which is, probably where sleep paralysis comes which from. Is bullshit. I've had it twice. You mean bullshit as in like it happened and you hated it? Oh yeah, like it's a bullshit. Like, like it's bullshit. Like it sucks. it's terrible. It's not terrible. like bullshit. Like that's not real. No like bullshit. No, no, like, no. Like, oh, like that's horrible. It, like yeah. I've had it happen. I I fully believe in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a scary. That's yeah. a scary thing. I've never experienced it, but I can only imagine like waking up and being like, I know I'm awake from my from sleeping right now. I'm not dreaming, but like I can't move. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that stuff. That's scary. Um, and I know a lot of people experience that kind of thing. And sometimes even people have said that they've experienced weird stuff during sleep paralysis, you know? Yeah. So then you're not sure maybe there's a weird crossover between dreaming and sleep and being awake where like you're still technically asleep and your body is still asleep, but you are sort of lucid. Yeah. And they there's a, they they have that it's called lucid dreaming where like you right. are fully aware that you're in a dream and so which I've done control what's I can do in the that. Dream. I don't yeah. know if you have that ability but I know some people like some people say they can't. I can. I can there's a good amount of times I can control in my dream. Like I know I'm in a dream and I can control what's happening. Yeah, I mean that's how you know. I will often wake up it happens most in the morning i've noticed like my lucid dreams seem to be most common in the morning um like in the in the early hours before i wake up before i get up for the day um and that's usually how i can like wake up and then be like i'm gonna go back into that dream and go back to sleep and Mm. like the dream actually continues you know Um, yeah i think that's a part of lucid dreaming um but yeah um so let's see. Uh, pictures are most common. We mostly dream in pictures with the majority of dreams being mainly visual with little sound or movement. I feel like that's true. I don't I don't remember a lot of sounds in my dreams. Yeah, not sounds. A lot of movement. I don't know about the whole I feel like I I do I do dream with a lot of movement. Like a lot of action is in my sure. dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, recurring dreams have themes. So recurring dreams in children are mostly about confrontation with animals or monsters, physical aggressions, falling, or being chased. Um, which I know yeah. I've definitely had dreams. I used to have dreams when I was younger of driving on Mount Lemon, like being in a car that was going up or down Mount Lemon, usually up. And in those spots in the early parts where you're driving up Mount Lemon, where you're like literally on the side of the mountain driving off the cliff. Like I would have dreams about that pretty regularly. Like I'd say at least once a week I was having a dream where I was driving off the cliff and it was like that feeling of finality, you know, like being in the air and being like, once this thing that's happening right now is over, I'm going to be dead. Like there's no going back now. Yeah. You know, like I've passed that point where I could return to safety. Like it's over, but like it, I haven't experienced it being over yet. I've just experienced the moments before it's over, you know? Yeah. Which is probably why I'm not like super fond of heights these days. Like 
generally possible. speaking. Like, I, I'm not really big on. I'm not. I don't really mind heights. Like, I could be in a building that's like. 80 stories up and I don't think that would bother me at all or like flying doesn't bother me stuff like that but like standing on a ledge that's very high that or being at like the top of like a 14 foot ladder or something yeah that that also yeah that's scary too I think it's like it's the margin for error you know I start to notice that the margin for error gets very slim right if I make a mistake the consequences are going to be much worse, you know? Right. Um, yeah, you're weighing the risks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're in a, you know, you're you're in a second floor building, right? you know, on a landing just in the building, you're very safe, and your risk mm-hmm. is none unless you fall down the stairs or something. But right. if you stand, but if you're on, in, on that same height off the ground... In, you know, on a ladder, it's terrifying, you know, because right. that height, you know, you don't realize how tall that is until you're up on a ladder and you look down and you go, holy shit, um, you know, so it makes sense. Or, or you could also say too, that you have a natural fear of heights and that's why maybe you have those dreams. You already yeah. fear, you know, you got to wonder if, if it, like what came first, you know, was it, the, you know, the chicken or the egg? Like, was it, yeah. is it the dreams yeah. that, or is it like kind of a natural fear? fear of risk at height you know not necessarily heights but like in a roller coaster you might feel okay like yeah, you know right. you're safe you're safe in a roller coaster but you know some people are just terrified of roller coasters i mean and right. then there's some people that fear heights um there's an old coworker of mine she got scared of heights by watching people like if i was on a ladder she yeah. wouldn't look at me because she was so scared of heights that she was afraid something was going to happen yeah True. That's like a very well, strange. That happened to me yesterday. We were watching an episode of Game of Thrones. We've started watching Game of Thrones. That's a whole other conversation. Good man. But basically, yeah, we decided to start watching Game of Thrones. A lot uh, of boobs. It's not, uh, yeah, a lot of boobs. A lot un- of un- uh, unnecessary I'd say a lot of uh, boobs. non-Christian friendly uh, themes and actions taking place in that show. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, not, uh, do, do some repenting that you'd want to show your kids, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't show it at church for the kids. Yeah. (laughs) Not not for the church. (laughs) Yeah. Not, maybe not so much, not so much. Uh, but, um, it, it also is addicting. It's hard to not watch it. It's Um, a very good show. And, and the, and the, 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 what do you call it? The, um, I don't even know the word, but the film, the the video, the visual, the cinematography, like, or? the cinematography is phenomenal in that show. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I it's mean, it's, real, it's like, obviously got like a great budget and like it's really done really well. Yeah, like not even the CGI, but just like the filming of it, like the mm-hmm. angles and the you know, it's it's very good. So, yeah. Well, it's I was watching a scene. Right, I was watching a scene where uh, two of the characters were standing on top of the wall the the very well-known wall in game of thrones uh, that's about 700 feet high and they were standing right on the edge of it and they were like kissing and i was like so their eyes were closed and they're standing right on the edge like the wall is about maybe we'd say it's about 12 feet wide maybe 15 feet wide 
Mm-hmm. Seems wider when they ride their horses through it at the bottom, but yeah, it, it seems much more narrow at the top. Somehow, not sure, not sure how not that sure, is, not but sure how that works. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, they they were right on the edge, and I I I literally couldn't stop myself from being like, they should just step away from the edge while they're kissing, because what if they fall? You know, like yeah. <laughs> I was like, like hey, <laughs> please, please just step. I was, I was getting please. uncomfortable. It's mostly like a romantic moment. And I'm like sitting there like, uh, like maybe just, what? just step back. Just, just step away from the ledge, please. It's not, not safe. Do I really need to be telling you this? Yeah. Just, just didn't, didn't your mom please. teach you a rational fear of heights? At least <laughs> you stupid yeah. morons. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a little bit of a, that's a little bit of a step away from what we were talking about, but let's see some of the other things it says, uh, what we dream, uh, many of our dreams are strange because the part of the brain responsible for making sense of things shuts down during dreaming. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, our day informs our dreams. Most of our dreams are linked to thoughts or events from the previous day or two. I will agree also with that. Also makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if we spend a couple hours watching Game of Thrones before we go to bed, I'm probably going to dream about Game of Thrones. Or if I'm mm-hmm. playing Call of Duty until one in the morning for several hours, I'm probably going to dream about Call of Duty. And both of those things have happened over the past couple weeks. For sure. Yeah. Uh, faces are familiar. You likely only dream about faces you've already seen in person or on TV, according to Stanford University. That makes sense too, I think. Yeah. Do you ever have it where you dream, you have a dream and then afterwards you're, you're like thinking about it and you're like, okay, I was with this person or maybe it was this person. Like there, you're, you're, you feel like, at one point in the dream, the person who was with you was one person, but then it seemed like it was a different person later or something like that. Yeah. And you're actually not sure who it was that was there with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two I've, different people that you know or something. I've had that. Yeah. And it just, you rationalize it in your brain like, oh, that person clearly was there. And then it was like, oh, but they, no, that wasn't them. Like it was someone else. But yeah. That was the other person and I didn't think, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had that. Yeah, it's like you were driving and they were sitting in the passenger seat and you're like, from one angle, it was like one person. And then like when they turn their head, it's like a different person or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or like you have yeah. a conversation, a different conversation, it's a different person. Like, Yeah, right. Like, oh, all right. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely had that. And I've also heard too that like just with what that said is like you with dreaming specifically is that every how did they put it it was it was as far as dreaming goes you cannot create a face in a dream it is someone you have seen like mm-hmm. even even it's one of those things where like you could have glanced at someone in a mall 10 years ago and then somehow they like from like the deep right. recesses of your mind you've pulled their face back out like that's how impressive yeah. the human brain is like you can do that so i do believe i mean i don't know i can't like not agree with that because i don't have any way to disagree with it but it makes sense you know that you can't in a dream we can't make up new information right yeah and sometimes 
I'll, I'll feel like I had a dream and, um, there was somebody there and I'm like, I don't think that person had a face. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes I feel that way too. Um, yeah. or I'll just be like, that was somebody I don't know, you know, but like, they're it not was, important, but it was, it had to be somebody I saw at some point, mm-hmm. but it was just somebody that I was like, I don't, I don't know that person. Like it wasn't somebody who's in my daily life or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the last one about what we dream is you're more likely to have pleasant dreams if you're experiencing low stress and feel satisfied in your real life. Which makes sense. Yeah. You're going to have stressful dreams yeah, if you're stressed mood. out in your life. Yeah. yeah. Your mood. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, people, when they're happy, they're content, they usually sleep well. Mm-hmm. And so their dreams are probably not something that's so terrible that it's waking them up. Yeah. Now, there's a whole section on sex dreams. Should we talk about sex dreams? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> okay, we'll just we'll just, we'll take a look at what some of them are and just and just see see what it says. Uh I won't go into detail. I'll just I'll just look Hit at the, the bullet points. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Just the bullet points. Um let's see. Apparently, well, you and I both know that Morningwood is not anything that's usually related to anything sexual. It's basically just like, yeah, it just happens. Just yeah, it, it just does. happens. Apparently, it happens three to five times a night usually. Really, God, what a drag! Yeah. What a what an absolute drag! If I knew and you that, just, <laughs> <laughs> but you just you're just not aware of it because you're sleeping. You're, just, you're asleep. Thank God. What a uh, what a see. nightmare. Right. Um, sex dreams are not that common. Approximately 4% of men and women's dreams are about sex, according to research, which they, and they, they, they research is a link. So I'm sure I could go somewhere to see what the research is, see what it is, but it didn't, didn't say what, what it is, but whatever studies they did, people were saying, you know, this is only, this is about how many sex dreams I have or whatever, you know, or at least the ones they remember. Um, so they're not really that common. I mean, they're um, definitely, I mean, I'm, yeah, <laughs> this is, uh, sex dreams are usually about one thing. And then it just says most sex related dreams are about intercourse. <laughs> so as a, as a, as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to what, I don't know what, like four, like foreplay, like, Oh, ha, look at, Oh, you're wearing a mini skirt. Like, yeah, of course not. Dude, My brain how about doesn't this? sleep position matters. You're more likely to dream about sex if you sleep face down. Well, I mean, based on How the male weird. anatomy, I kind of understand that. Yeah, but for women too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for the male anatomy, I understand, but yeah, that is it pretty makes weird. sense. Yeah, for for men, it it's, definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it. Yeah, I don't know. That is weird though. That like in your brain at night, you like it knows. Like if well, if that's the case. Oh, I'm on my stomach. That's more yeah. likely of a dream to happen as opposed to like if I'm on my side, my brain doesn't even think about that. It's like, oh, it's, you know, we're going to think about bombs and shit <laughs> and like, and <laughs> <Right>. like whiskey. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. It says, uh, it also says uh, sleeping face down might make you dream about other things. Sleeping face down just isn't just associated with more sex dreams, but also dreams about being locked up hand tools, being naked, 
being smothered and unable to breathe, and swimming if you're sleeping face down. The hand tools is weird. The other things make sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hand tools. I dream about. about hand tools. Like, oh, it's, look at this. Look at this all man. I'm really doing a <laughs> number on this wood with this all right now. That's weird. I don't know. But um, like, the swimming makes sense. Swimming makes sense. Um, being the being smothered could being make being sense. smothered makes sense. You know, you're on your. I can tell you. I can, so here's something funny. Not necessarily with dreaming, but I can tell you basically how i slept the night before based on what my beard looks like oh because yeah. if my beard is untouched then i know i spent most of my night on my back or on my side but when i wake right. up and it's just smashed either down the center or off to the side i know i slept on my stomach and my head was just like cocked at a weird angle and like it just smashed so like i'll wake up and if i sleep on my stomach i don't sleep that good i sleep right. a lot better on my side and on my back so when i wake yeah. up and my beard's a nightmare i'm like oh well there we go yeah, that's why I yeah, feel like right. shit because I slept like garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit of that too, to be honest with you. The, you the know, bed it's, beard, it's starting to get enough. Yeah, it's starting to get enough uh, of its own thing here that it's uh, it's I get the bed beard in the morning. I gotta I gotta take that brush to it. You know, get it get the brush going. Can't mm-hmm. use the comb anymore. It's I use a comb it, every day. I don't use. Well, I mean, like I have like a, after the shower, a small. Yeah, after the shower, yeah. I'll use a comb yeah. a little bit, but like in the morning before when it's fir- when I first get up, I can't use it now. It gets too caught up in there and stuff. Yeah, and up pulling, pulling hairs out and stuff like that. Um, let's see. Um, men tend to dream about variety. We're still talking about sex dreams here, but uh, men t- tend to dream about variety. So men dream of sex with multiple partners two times more than women. And women are twice as likely to have sex dreams about public figures compared to men. <laughs> so they're more likely to dream about celebrities, like have sex dreams about celebrities. You know, which is okay, here's something weird, and I'm not going to really go into detail because there's no need to. However, that yeah. being said, okay, yeah. that, on that note, come on, specifically, okay, yeah. I just realized I have always had sex dreams See, no matter how I say this, this is going to sound weird. Okay, let's put it this way. Better way to put it. I have never had a sex dream dealing with a celebrity. Okay. So, like, I never think of public figures. It's never a public figure. It's Sure. And honestly, you know what, too? Honestly, now that I think about it, because I don't, I mean, to be honest with you, I hardly ever have sex dreams. So, I I don't know if that's, I mean, it sounds like they're pretty rare anyway, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think it's always been with someone that I've dated or am dating. Like it's never like, it sounds weird, but I guess it's never been like, like a fantasy thing. Like I don't think sex dreams are like a fantasy thing for anyone almost. Yeah. Cause if they happen, so cause if you figure if they, let's say like it was like 80% of your dreams, then probably a number of those would be like fantasy things. I, I don't see that being the case. I think it's like, just like reality almost at that point. Like you're right. Like the 2% of you is like, Oh, Hey, let's, Oh, here's this. Like, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly where it, you know, where it comes about, but yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't really ever, I'm at like, I can't remember ever having a, a sex dream about a celebrity either. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that I can think of. 
Um, they sucked if I, they did. It, uh, I will tell you that it takes on a different dynamic when you're married. Like, mm. if you have a dream and in the dream you're having sex and it happens to not be with the person you're married to, there's a whole other tone that takes that the dream takes on. Uh, yeah. That's, that's definitely weird. Yeah. Uh, the last one about sex dreams is that sl- sleep sex is real. So sleep really? sex, also called sexomnia, is a sleep disorder much like sleepwalking, except instead of walking, a person engages in sexual behavior like masturbation or intercourse while asleep. Obviously, this podcast episode, if it wasn't, if pre- previous ones weren't, this one is not really... Uh, one that's great for your kids to be listening to. So, um, you know, I mean, if, you, if you ever listen to this in your car with your kids listening, maybe skip skip this one. Because uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do tend to cuss, so I'm assuming at this point a, a lot good of people of don't. Swearing. Yeah. So uh, you know, and, really and I'm actually, friendly. yeah, I don't think it's kid friendly anyway. But yeah, I guess we've kind of crossed over that that uh that barrier now but hey who yeah. cares? i mean at least for this episode <laughs> so i mean i'm not trying to talk about sex dreams every episode but we're in, we're in quarantine and we're drinking whiskey what the hell else are we supposed to talk about that's right yeah and we have to talk to each other through a little damn screen it. instead of sitting in the same room yeah we're facetiming again damn it we're suffering too okay yeah we're yeah Jeez. we are suffering it's not all about people. your kids yeah, stop being kids. stop being so focused on your kids all the time they're fine they're kids let's be real dude how many people listen to this podcast that also have kids we get like we get like we get you know what's funny she's the only person i thought of when i said that i think tiffany and brandon are the only couple that probably listens to our podcast that has kids regularly listens to the podcast yeah i mean bryce listens to it but bryce does listen to it he's got such a young boy too that and he probably doesn't listen to it with the kid and he doesn't i don't know we've already taught we've already i mean maybe Maybe he does. Maybe he's just, which, I mean, you know what? More power to him. Maybe that kid will grow up to be as cool as we are. Which you know what? Be un- <laughs> if, you, if you're not happy with the content, with your kids hearing the content, we never said that this was a kid-friendly podcast, so just, just wait until they're true. not around, all right? That Put your headphones true. in. That's true. That's all there is to it. It's called Whiskey Boys, so honestly, who the fuck? There you go. Who the fuck's letting their kids listen to a Whiskey Boys podcast anyway? It's about drink. Yeah. Like, it starts with drinking, which you shouldn't do until you're 21. So, bunch of, let's bunch about, of loser. Let's talk about nightmares. Let's talk okay. about nightmares a little bit. So, so I'll, just, I'll just start with... So, here's the thing. I, ca- I categorize nightmares and bad dreams differently. Like, mm. I think you can have a bad dream that isn't a nightmare... But I think it's fair to say that a nightmare will always be a bad dream. Like, you can have a nightmare where it's just like, for me, nightmares are like really scary. Like, things that I'm truly terrified of in some way. Like, things where I'm like, when I wake up, I have to like make sure I'm not like in hell or something. Like, you know, like usually my bad dreams revolve around like, you know, things I've experienced and whatever else, you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it kind of takes me into like a weird place for like a nightmare. But I had that bad dream this week or la- like end of last week. It was like Saturday. Yeah. And it was the, like I said, it was the worst bad dream I've ever had. And I mean, in short, I'll basically just say it and then, you know, we can go from there. But 
still looking back, it was it was the worst one. So what it was is you know how like the setting of a dream seems very important. Like the setting itself makes the dream feel a certain way. Sure. So like you can, for example, like you can be in your house, but the lighting is different in your house. Right. Like have you ever had yeah. that where like the lighting is off enough to where you're like, this is bad. Like this is weird. Right. Yeah. So I was driving down essentially what was aviation because that okay. was roughly like where I was at with my dad. So it was my dad and I, and it was nighttime, but it was like just nighttime. Like it was like eight, nine o'clock at night. And it was like completely dark and we were driving and it was like a normal dream. You know, it was like nothing weird, nothing like it seemed, honestly, it was realistic. That was the scary part is it was so realistic. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, like way off in the distance of freaking explosion, like a bomb hit. And then like it blew like heat and everything like onto us. And it was like, like, cause our windows were down and, and yeah. then we saw planes like flying over and like bombing other areas of Tucson. And Whoa. we were like, holy shit, like we're getting attacked. So yeah. we went and because aviation is right next to the train yard, we went to the train yard. Like we drove into right, the right. train yard cause it was the first exit off the, off aviation somewhere. Sure. And we like went into this train yard and then basically the rest of my dream was like I was in a warehouse with like my vest that I have like my my armor vest with like my rifle. Like I had those two specific things and there were people that were like going out and you could see and then like the all the lights in the train yard were all red. And then like mm-hmm. the explosions kept happening and we were like on a dock and like these explosions kept happening in the distance and like the fighting kept coming closer and closer to the warehouse and guys were like running out and like out in the field, like shooting bad guys and stuff. And then they were coming back like bloody and stuff and getting more ammo. And I was like guarding this thing that was like oh important, gosh. but like everything about it, dude, I woke up and for like two hours, I like looked out my window and like I, dude, it was the weirdest shit. Like when I woke up from that, I was like, that was real. Like that felt everything, even though it sounds silly now, but like in the dream and even after and even thinking about it now, like it was so damn realistic. Like the amount of like the way that the planes yeah. were flying and like everything about it and like my armor vest and that's all I had. Like it wasn't an endless supply of ammo. Like I was careful of like, oh, I only have, five mags on me like once that's gone i'm done like i'm dead like it was so it and then and then uh so i woke up at like one o'clock i didn't go back to sleep until three and that dream is still every moment of that dream is just burned into my brain like it's not one of those things that i probably will ever forget it was weird man yeah like and i don't know what and and i wasn't I wasn't like, it's one thing if I was playing call of duty, right? Like that's total call of duty. That was, that was before, like I started playing yesterday. This was Saturday. So I wasn't playing that. I didn't watch a scary movie. I like, I have no idea where that came from. Huh? I, yeah, it was weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing is like those dreams can just be so real. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and you're like, I experienced that. Like I, yeah, through that thing it's not it feels like something that happened in my life now like i looked out my window like i i when i woke up i looked out my window to like make sure 
And here, okay, sorry. Here's here's one weird thing that I did notice, though. Okay, so get okay. this. Remember how I said the dream started with me and my dad driving on the highway, yeah, like on aviation, and then all of a sudden the bomb hit. So I live obviously on a two on a second floor apartment, right? Right. Do you know where I found my phone the next morning? In the middle of my room. I I must have it must have been on my bed, like on my mm-hmm. sheet. And if I turned, it like flew up and like landed. And I'm wondering, I mean, I have an iPhone with an OtterBox. Yeah. And I realized if that thing falling from my bed height onto the ground, it would cause like a pretty good thump. And I'm right. wondering if that was like the, like if almost I experienced yeah, right. that boom. And in my brain, it was like explosion. Like yeah, here's right. your dream now. Like you're getting attacked. So I did think that was weird because I never find my phone on the floor. So I kind of like, I kind of pieced that together. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you have that, you have Inception, which like has a bunch of those things kind of going on in it where like something will happen like while they're in like one of the layers of the dream, the next layer up, mm-hmm. like something will happen and then it'll start affecting the dream that they're in, you know? So I could definitely see that kind of stuff happening. I mean, there was like something weird like that that happened to me when I moved into our first house that Kara and I lived in. I moved in there first and like the in I think it was like the fourth night that I lived there. We lived right next to a very busy street uh, on Swan. And right. uh, there was a car crash at like five in the morning or like four thirty in the morning. Like there was a, there was like a rear end that happened. I don't know why, but like, I'm pretty sure I remember I was dreaming and some crazy thing happened in my dream because I heard this car crash, like literally on the other side of the wall that I was sleeping. Like the only like 12 feet away from me was Swan road, you know? And like these I cars crashed house. right outside yeah. my house. Yeah, that, well, you like, were literally I, on the corner of yeah. Fifth and Swan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah, that I would, would have be scary. lived in an apartment, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean the house, like being at that house? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like just the... But the just, dream, though. Well, the dream... I don't remember like, what the dream was. I just remember like yeah. that super loud noise from the cars crashing into each other happened, and then something happened in my dream that was like a similar thing okay Um, wait by the way you guys just celebrated your anniversary didn't you in february oh that was in february why oh was there because i got this notification i'm sorry the total is sidetracked but we i mean obvious this goes to show that we don't really talk a whole lot before the podcast but um i got a notification like a couple days ago of the groomsman pick of you and I, our group, you know, our groomsmen yeah. pick, but it was just a couple days ago and I shared it five years ago today or like that day. And I was huh. like, I don't know why I would have shared it unless maybe I, it was delayed and I was just congratulating your guys as well. I didn't read it. I was just like, Oh, it's their anniversary. But yeah, that's right. You guys did get married in February. So yeah, that w- I don't know why I'm going to have to go back and look now. I'm curious what I posted. Yeah. Why I posted right. that like five years ago in April. Right. Ooh. Right. See what that is. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, but yeah, that was back then. I mean, that's the house you guys lived at. Yeah, right. Was that house. So. Definitely. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I know that I think that stuff happening outside of 
I mean, a perfect example. Well, no, not as much, but like, I don't know. I, I think stuff happening in real life can definitely, especially auditory stuff can definitely affect like what's going on in your dream, you know, or like some people will say like, they're like, they'll really have to pee. And then like in their dream, they're seeing like waterfalls and like weird stuff, mm-hmm. like weird water related stuff going on and like things like that. Um, so I feel like, I think that that stuff definitely, definitely happens. Definitely takes place. Oh yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Oh, sleep paralysis comes back around again when talking about nightmares. Uh, about around 8% of the general population experiences sleep paralysis, which is the inability to move when you're in a state between sleep and wake. Oh, yeah. So that's what we were talking about. Like mm. you you feel like you're awake, but you're not fully awake. So like you're, you're stuck. Um, yeah. And you're kind of still dreaming too. So you might see things even though you yeah. feel like you're awake. That's where like sometimes people will actually talk about like feeling like they've seen like demons or creatures in their room when they're in like sleep paralysis, you know, and then there's even some like joking memes about, you know, my sleep paralysis demon, you know, like yeah. I'm so lonely. I'm I'm just like hoping I get sleep paralysis tonight so I can see my demon again or like, <laughs> you know, like weird stuff like that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it definitely... I've, I've, so I know Aaron has experienced it once or twice. I've experienced it twice and we've both between our three experiences, we've come to the conclusion that we think it's spiritual. Like it seems like sleep paralysis almost is like a spiritual thing. It may Mm. not be, and it very well could be just something in your mind. Um, but damn dude, that shit is scary. Like it is a, the, like most vulnerable feeling because you're like you're fully awake mm-hmm. and like for me it was i was facing the wall because like my bed is in a corner like the one time i was facing the wall and the only way i can describe it is there's a bright light behind me and i couldn't look at it like i i was awake and i was like laying there like there is something in my room like I'm right. looking against my wall and there's this giant, like it might as well have been a flashlight on in my room Weird. and I couldn't turn around and look. And then finally, like, like I was able to like move and then it was gone. Like it was, it like ended and I, right. I, like you just lay there. And, and so I don't know, cool. like that very, the, the thing is with sleep paralysis, what I would love to find out, which I don't know if it's even possible because of how infrequent it happens, but is having a video camera on someone while experiencing sleep paralysis that would tell you everything because if regardless like unless there is something demonic happening on the video but like if they're not moving and their eyes aren't open and they're like dude i was awake at that moment you can go well clearly you weren't because your eyes were closed like you were still dreaming like yeah yeah you know um yeah but i would imagine that they've probably done studies where the they do sleep studies all the time because there's so much that's like weirdly like unknown about sleep, you know? Right. Um, and like this weird like thing where we go into like this kind of strange shutdown mode every day, you know? Yeah. Um, that 
uh, and then that is like what recharges us, recharges us and gives us energy and stuff. Like it's so weird that there, there's been a lot of studies about it. So I'd imagine they've probably done one where they've been able to observe somebody with sleep paralysis, but I haven't looked into it. I'd have to look and see what kind of research has been done. Um, yeah. Around that. Um, but it does say, uh, that kids tend to have more nightmares, which I think we could probably both agree with. I had a lot more nightmares when I was a kid. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause you're afraid yeah. of stuff when you're a kid. Like you're just afraid of a lot of things. When yeah. You're, a kid. you're unable to rationalize stuff. Stuff is scary. Just seeing scary yeah. images can be, I used to have nightmares because my parents would watch, um, the X files at night mm. when I was getting ready to go to bed, they'd be like, all right, time to go to bed. We're going to watch X files and you can't watch this show because it's scary. Yeah. Right? So night after night, I remember laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I would hear the X files theme playing in the living room. And I just thought that they must be watching the scariest stuff. Turns out X files yeah. is not really that scary. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's kind of more of like a suspenseful type show. Um, yeah. But like, I thought it must be so scary. And I would have dreams and nightmares around like that would have that theme song in it sometimes. Um, because so weird. I was like kind of imagining the horrible things that they must be seeing because when you're a kid, it's like, oh, they, they could be watching the most horrible stuff that I could ever imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. It says women are more prone to scary dreams. Huh. Women have more nightmares than men during their teen and adult years, which is kind of interesting too. Hmm. Um, not exactly sure why that would be, but it, you know that in a way though it kind of makes sense. Like when you think about the reaction between men and women in like what would be considered scary situations, like if. You know, like let's say there's a knock at the door at 10 a or 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, a female's reaction might be like, "Oh, like what's going on?" But a man's just gonna be like, "I don't know, like who is it?" Like, you know, whether they have protection with them, like a firearm or something, you know. But there's typically that like sense of like there's like a bravado where men are, and it might be just masking. It might just be all surface level bravado where like, Oh, I'm the man. I'm going to go take care of it. But that might translate into dreams as well. Like I'm a man. I can take care of it. You know, even if it's fake, you almost tell yourself enough, you know, like, you know, whereas maybe females are more of like a, you know, more of a, what do you call it? Um, can't think of the word, but like, uh, nurturing and they're more caring and so in a stressful situation they're you know they're a little and you know emotionally too it's just a difference between men and women so that might make sense i don't know maybe yeah, I'm wrong, I, but. I think if anything it's probably just the the tendency for men to go into more of like a defense mode mm-hmm. and like women are more suddenly thinking about like the unknown of what could happen you know right um, where yeah. like men are immediately like, you know, I don't care what's at my door. I just know that I'm not letting anything come in my house right now. You know, like, right. So they're kind of like, I don't care who's here, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, like I'm, I'm, they're not coming in here. That's for sure. You know, yeah. like that's like your first thought when somebody knocks on your door late at yeah. night, you're like, you're like, 
fuck is walking up to my door? Yeah. Get out of here. Who, you know? And like, we were done. Like, why is somebody walking up to our door this late? Who you done know? it? It's, maybe that, yeah, maybe that's why they have more nightmares. Maybe that's why they have more scary dreams because, or maybe they just have better imaginations than us. Maybe. maybe and that's very well could there's be. There's more creative and more imaginative. And they yeah, we, we just go to bed and like apparently. And which is ironic because you'd think men would think about sex a lot, but apparently we can't even do that because only four percent of people dream about have sexual yeah, dreams. So women, we must yeah. just we must just be total morons when we're asleep. Well, it's not four percent of people, men. but it's four percent of our dreams. Four, four percent of our dreams, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's still, still a very low number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, there's all kinds of different stuff. Night terrors are episodes of intense fear, screaming, and even running around or active aggressively, acting aggressively while asleep. And almost 40% of children have night terrors, though most outgrow them by their teens. I feel like and only about 3% of adults have night terrors. But I know never- there are people who have... They have real uh lasting kind of lasting trauma from how bad their night terrors were when they were kids you know like they don't have them anymore but there are it's just like lasting effects of like they will they'll tell you like when i was a kid i had really horrible night terrors and it was really terrible and it kind of was like a defining aspect of my childhood you know that's so weird I mean, just imagine a scenario where you're you're dreaming something that's so horrific that you're literally screaming and crying in real life because of what's happening in your dream. And yeah. even sometimes it's hard for people to wake you up because yeah. of and you might even attack people because yeah. because of what's going on. Like that's that's horrible. I know I have some scary dreams. And I had a recurring dream when I was a kid um, where uh, I can still remember it now, but I can't, I couldn't tell you like what, um, what was happening in the dream. It was very blank. It was mostly all white. And then there was something that was happening as if I was like a good, like 15, 20 feet away. Uh, I could see something happen and it would, it would be like, the dream would be like 10 seconds to my, to my memory, but it was the feeling, whatever was happening in that dream. The feeling was this just feeling of dread. And I remember I would wake up, you know, this was like when I was, you know, between some of these ages I've talked about, I was probably between three and seven or something like that. I remember I would wake up and I would wake up my mom and I would just sit for like an hour and not be able to go back to sleep from the stream. That was just like, it was really just the feeling. It wasn't so much about the image that I was seeing. It was just the, it was just this feeling that would just come to me while I was sleeping. And Hmm. I don't know where it came from or what that was, but uh, I think that, that some of that stuff happens too, where like, you don't even know what's like, like, you don't even see images. You don't even know what's going on in the dream. You just feel a certain way. And that feeling is so oppressive that you're, 
you're like, oh, that was a nightmare. You know, Ooh, that, you yeah. wake up and you're like, I feel horrible. Yeah. Apparently, I will uh, say you're more likely to have nightmares if you eat. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? No, what were you going to say? Because I'm actually curious about this because you stopped to eat. <laughs> Eating before bed makes nightmares more likely because it increases your metabolism, signaling your brain to be more active. Hmm. So if you eat before bed, you're more likely to have nightmares. Nice. Weird. Luckily, I did that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to do that a lot, too. So, no, what I was going to say, though, is the uh, lucid dreaming where you can control your dream. There's a yeah. lot of times where I can do that. Like, I know I'm in a dream and I'll, you know, like within reason, you know, I can do stuff. Like, I can control, not really control, but like, I know I'm in a dream. Like, whatever happens, I'm not worried about it. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. But I will say there is this one dream that I have and I've had it. I don't know, maybe like five times. I, maybe I've had it way more. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just know that I've had it. And it is the funniest damn dream that I have. And nothing happens. And the dream, I mean, in my mind, well, okay, it, it's a few things. One, it like, I'm sure the dream only lasts like four or five seconds. But it feels like it's the entire time I'm sleeping. But what yeah. it is, is I'm in, like, the best way I can describe it is picture an extremely luxurious, like, Russian castle, okay? Like, I don't know why the Russian thing, but, like, with, like, huge archways, and it's this hallway that's just massive, right? It's just huge, okay? And there's a chair right in the center of that hallway, and I sit in that chair, and I know I'm in a dream, and I can't do anything about it. Nothing bad happens. It's actually comical. Like I've what? I've caught myself sitting in this chair in this dream and I'm just looking around like this sucks. <laughs> I can't do shit. Like That's I'm in so a dream weird. and I can't get out. And I like look around and there's just like these huge archways. We're talking like 20, 30 feet tall and like the floor is just like this blue and gold, you know, crossing, you know, like triangular and you know it's just it, it's like just picture that or maybe like uk right. you know like royal palace type type stuff and yeah i just sit there like that episode of spongebob when patrick's in the dream and he's like on that little like yeah, that yeah. little uh what is it like, like the little plane or something yeah, yeah the little mechanical thing and then he like runs out of a quarter he's like oh that was my last quarter and then he just sits there <laughs> like that's what i'm doing that's all and I'm, that like, is so weird yeah, and then like I wake up and I like laugh. And when I wake up, I'm like, "Shit, that dream again! Damn it!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How weird, man. Imagine yeah. if you had that dream one day and then like somebody walked in and started like, having a conversation with you, like in the, in the like dream. in the dream. Yeah, and just they were like, like, "I know you're dreaming right now, but let's have a conversation." And you're just like, "What? What is this?" Like, no, just go away. What sorcery is this? Go away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> this is my alone time in my dream. Uh, let's see. Some other facts about about uh, random dream random facts about dreams. Uh, blind people still see stuff in their dreams. Really? They see images in their wow. dreams. Yeah. See but they don't okay. they probably don't if they've been blind since birth they probably don't see the stuff that we see but they still right. are formulating images in their brain. Okay. 
Okay, this could almost be a separate Whiskey Boys podcast. Because I have wondered, like, think about it. Yeah. You think in sound. So when someone's deaf from birth, what do they think? Like, how do they think of the word what or the or like, what do they hear in their mind? Yeah. What does that sound like? And then same thing with with vision. I've wondered that same thing. Like, I do so much of my like my uh, like the way I see music is very visual, you know, like Mm -hmm. I see it very visual. I see my week very visually put out in front of me. Like I think very visually. So I wonder with a blind person from birth. Now, obviously if you go blind at 25, 30, you've seen images your whole life. So right. That's one thing. But if you're blind from birth, how, like, what do you see? Mm -hmm. That's so weird to think about. And I've never thought about dreaming. Right. Like, what does a blind person's dream look like? Who knows? Oh, man. Yeah. You'd have to ask one. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, apparently it happens. Um, you know, like we said, dogs dream too. We talked about Remy's dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, people forget 95 to 99% of their dreams. We likely have people over the age of 10 have at least four to six dreams every night. Mm. So we dream a lot. And that's probably why the percentage of dreams we forget is so high too. Cause usually I remember having like one, maybe two dreams in a night. Yeah. Some believe dreams can predict the future though. There isn't enough evidence to prove it, which makes sense. I don't, I can't, I don't know if I've ever seen a real life situation where somebody had a dream and then that thing came true, you know, like, yeah, other than in like, I, you know, biblical things or something like that. Not dreams, but I've definitely had like weird things happen. Like for years, like this is going to sound weird. I don't know if I've ever actually told anyone this, but it's just kind of relevant right now. For years before getting the job, do you know that I actually thought one day it would be amazing if Jim Cazell offered me a position to manage his fleet of vehicles? Like, I thought about that really for, like, years. Like, I remember thinking, cool. like, like that'd be cool to, like, manage his fleet of vehicles. Like, to just work for him and take care of that fleet. And I, and I remember thinking, like, in high school, like, getting just fresh out of high school, like, getting my job at Jim Click, I was like, there's no way that would be possible because, one, he only has, like, 30 vehicles, so that wouldn't even work. Like, I actually – that and it wasn't a dream. Really? That was just huh. – Yeah. Like, I actually thought that, and then it, like, came to fruition, and I remember sitting there, like, what the hell? Like, how did... that's so weird. You know, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if that has something to do with it. Maybe I had dreamt about something like that, or maybe that just seemed like a a slightly plausible but uh, out-of-reach real-life scenario that could play out, and then I just thought about that, you know? I don't know, but... Maybe, yeah. Kind of strange, though. You know, kind of plays into that same thing. Definitely weird. Definitely weird. Yeah. yeah, who knows? I mean, could be. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a couple other weird things. Uh, swearing is a common occurrence when you're sleep talking, I guess. Really? <laughs> um, nice. There is a technique for lucid dreaming, so there is a way to learn how to control your dreams. Hmm. Um, 
negative dreams Sweet. are more common than positive ones. So you're more likely to dwell on the negative. So your dreams are going to be negative too. Um, tooth dreams could have a bigger meaning. Dreams about your teeth falling out may be caused by undiagnosed dental irritation like bruxism other rather than a premonition of death like old folklore suggests. So I guess there was old folklore that said if you were having a dream about your teeth falling out, then it's a premonition of death. But hmm. they, they're saying it's actually more likely that dreams about your teeth falling out could be something related to actual dental problems in your, in your mouth. That's strange. Um, yeah. Like almost like a subconscious thing that you're thinking about. Like, yo. Yeah. We got some dental problems. Right. Here's a, isn't that weird? Like that your brain is capable of so much, including that, like right. that you can create this whole fantasy. And also, I don't know if it's said in there, but I've heard that like, no matter how long, vivid, anything, but like all dreams last only seconds because our brain can process them so fast. Yeah. Like, because if you think about it, like okay. if you tried to describe to me, like let's just pick, have you seen the movie Braveheart? Yes. Like you can think of the movie Braveheart within about five seconds. Right. Like you really can. You can go through that entire movie in like about five seconds. You can be like, oh yeah, okay. But if you try to explain it, you're going to sit there for 20 minutes. Right. But you can think it a lot quicker than you can say it. I right. wonder if that's how dreams really work. Like I said, I've, I've heard that, but I don't know. Oh you know, no. I don't know how true that is. They definitely do because, but, and I could tell you, I have a story about that. Um, we talked about when Bryce was on the show, we talked about the trip that we took up to uh, Canada when he was moving there and how I rode with him up to Canada and and was his traveling companion basically for those four days or whatever it was that it took us to get there. Um, and the first day, I think it was the first day, um, I didn't, I had gotten almost no sleep the night before. I stayed up super late. I don't even think I slept. I didn't sleep. And then we went to breakfast super early in the morning and I decided right at that moment that I was going to go with him and travel with him up to Canada. So I was super sleepy. So I remember we were driving through some mountain range or something uh, later in the day. And it might have been a different day. But either way, I was super sleepy. And I kept falling asleep while Bryce was driving. And I would fall asleep. And Bryce just thought this was a fun game. I would fall asleep and then he would wake me up like 20 seconds later. And he'd be like, wake up. And I would wake up. He'd be like, what were you dreaming about? And then I would describe to him the dream I was having. And it would take like 10 minutes to describe the whole thing. And but you were asleep like for this, like 20 seconds. Yeah. And it would be like this whole long what intricate thing hell? that like went on for like a super long time and stuff. And then I'd fall, I would fall asleep again and he would wake me up and I would do it again. And we did that like five or six times until I was like, please leave me alone so I could sleep. <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah. It really was like that. Yeah. Where like I was dreaming a ton of stuff in a very small amount of time. And then I would wake up and he'd be, 
He'd be like, what did you dream about? And I would describe it, and I'd be like, how long was I sleeping? He was like, I don't know, like 20 seconds, 10 seconds? I don't know. That's so weird. I just, as soon as I noticed you were asleep, I woke you back up. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, dude. So even if it was a couple minutes, it's still not, like you would have thought you were asleep for 20, hours. 30, like Sometimes hours, hours or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's so weird, man. Yeah. Which also, nice. so here's the weird thing. Here's Here's something that almost freaks me out, right? And, and I thought about this more recently. Um, so if dreams, let's say, in fact, the most vivid dreams, right? The most vivid, long, intricate, like my dream about that, like it seemed like it was the full night, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I had 10 or not even. Let's say I had five dreams that night, all lasting 10 seconds each. Yeah. Dude, you're at like a minute that my brain is actively dreaming. What the hell am I doing the other seven and a half hours? Right. Like, isn't that weird to think about that you're just laying there lifeless? Like you just, there, you are doing nothing. You're just laying there in a dark room asleep. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a yeah. weird concept? And Your not just because I've like... had two glasses of whiskey up to this point. That is <laughs> right. a weird concept. Sober. It's weird. Yeah, it, it is. And the, and the last fact on this article is though they've been trying to figure it out since the beginning of time researchers don't know why we dream or what purpose it serves if any so they have no idea why we they still have no idea why we dream or if there's even any purpose to us dreaming but we do it all the time it's kind of like brain surgery like we don't really understand the human brain still like we can do surgery on it, but like it's still something that we don't understand. Like how can you create thought? Like you and I right now are doing this through like our brain, like this matter in our head, just forming things together and we're able to have a conversation. How the hell? Yeah. And dreams are no different. Like that's all in your subconscious. And there's, I mean, when you talk, you know, when they say like we use 10% of our brains or whatever it is, I mean, when you think about like, because I've, I've thought a lot about that um, and just I've even kind of researched it actually to a certain degree of like the subconscious mind and like things that you can, you know, like the fact that think about this, like, have you ever had a situation like I'm sure you have, but had a situation where you're trying to think of something and you're like, fuck, I know what it's right there. And then all of a sudden it comes to you like, oh yeah, like an actor's name or Mm -hmm. a song that you listen to or someone's name that you were trying to remember. And then it finally comes to you. That, that, that person's name or that thought was in your brain somewhere. You just had to access it. Like you had to think enough to access it. How weird is that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, fascinating the brain is a weird it's a very weird thing it's very and it's and it's completely controlling your your dreams like it's 100 percent in control of what you're dreaming at night yeah it's like basically the only thing that's like really running while you're asleep is your brain like it's still like hey here's this like (laughs) yeah it's still like thinking about stuff and creating stuff and doing things you know there's been a lot of people who like creative people who have been like, yeah, I actually decided to paint this painting because I saw some of these images in a dream or something like that. You know, like there's all kinds of weird stuff like that that comes from it. So yeah, yeah, it's nuts, man. Weird. Well, 
think that's probably a good place to to end it. Yeah. This has been a fun dive into dreams and maybe we'll circle back around to it at some point too. It would be cool to maybe do this with a guest. I feel like this would be a cool conversation with a guest. Get a third person in on this. So yeah, maybe the next time we have somebody on, we could be like, what do you think about dreams? And they can let us know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Cool. So right on, man. Well, it's been good catching up. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and hitting on some, you know, hey, we, we also discussed that this is not a kid's podcast sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Mostly not. always not. friendly for kids. Yeah. But, you know, this time we did talk about sexual dreams, which, hey, we made it 11 episodes without, I don't think we've ever talked about sex, which is, now we have, in a weird dream form. So there it is. The Whiskey Boys have, yeah. we, there's no subject we haven't, well, that's not true. I'm sure there's a lot of subjects we haven't covered. Yeah, but this was uh yeah. But this, this was, was Well, hey, we turned we turned a corner maybe a little bit, you know? We did. This this is the episode that proves that we've decided to continue doing this past our initial ten That's episode a lot, yeah. you know? We've yeah, been renewed that, for another season. Yeah, yeah. Episodes eleven through twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for us. Awesome. Good for us. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been fun. I can't wait until we're in the same room again. I feel like it's just a little it's a little different, you know. Yeah. It's it's, not it's quite a little the more same. fun. Yep. It's a little more fun when we're in, you know, we've realized that now. At least I have. Yep. So that's good. And cheers Clinking to it. that, my friend. Clinking it. That's good. Good stuff.